Hello, welcome to the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. I'm your host Rob, I'm joined by the Twitch chat, and today we're going to be looking at event results for Age of Sigmar events all around the world. We'll be looking at the 5-0s or the 4-1s. Four 4-1s? Four four wins? 4 wins uh, and 1 loss, so 4-1s. We've got 245 players this week playing across 7 countries, including Scotland, Australia, England, Italy, Illinois in the USA, Canada, and then a mystery event where we don't even know where it was, which is really fun. Um, the meta is wild right now, but if you are watching the beginning of this video, then please do go over to theonswargamer.com and check out the stats that you can find on the Age of Sigma stats tab right there, um, done by Rob and Ziggy, so you should absolutely go check those out. Um, it's been, uh, it's going to be super fun uh, reading through all this list. If you do like what you hear as a podcast or watch on YouTube, then like and subscribe and all that down here, that would help us out, make better content for you. So please do that. And the entire thing is powered by the Patreons. So do join that as well. Let's get on to all of the lists. The first event and our largest event for the week is in Scotland. It's the Broken Realms and Minis for War 3, hosted by Matt Matiasic. Definitely got that right. Um, we had, let me just double check, 72 players competing to be the best player at that event. And... It was being held here for podcast listeners. I'm describing what looks to be a pretty nice hotel uh, in Scotland. Very sunny day, which is a bit of a surprise. Okay, our first uh, our first place and 5-0 is a bit of a legend. Uh, son and heir to the House of Fraser Empire. Most people don't know this about Reese, But Reese Fraser has been, for the past two years, a narrative player. And he is the um, and he's only, for the past two years, played Silverneth. All he's ever done. He's never been like, do you know what? I want to flit around between different armies. He's a narrative Sylvaneth player, and he took the event out. 5-0. Reese Fraser with his Sylvaneth Oakenbrow list, which is, really goes to show that all of us are narrative players in many ways. He was running uh, Sylvaneth uh, Oakenbrow. Don't forget, that means they get to fight in the top bracket. Um, then he had Dreitcher Hammerdreth in his army, Spirit of Durthu uh, with the Greenwood Gladius, the Tree Lord Ancient, a Warsong Revenant who was a general with Spellsinger, so just Spells for the Trees, the Versible Gem, Tree Song, and uh, the Aspect of the Champion, fueled by Gurish Rage, uh, so uh, can't be slain on a three up. And then the Battle Mage uh, of Gur, 10 Dryads and two Tree Lords, and the Spice Swarm Hive. So the ability to teleport through trees. We've got the multiple pluses, thanks to the Battle Mage and also Spice Swarm Hive, which are giving you, like, I think it's a total of plus five. Um, and then obviously you can CP re-roll it, throw Durthu through, smash some boys up, teleport back, uh, maybe throw the Tree Lords through, do some shooting. They fight in the top bracket. You've got a lot of healing thanks to the Tree Lord Ancient and regrowth uh, in there as well. So even if it's not fighting, even if it's wounded any of the Tree Lords or any of the monsters, including Durthu, they still get to fight at the top bracket unless they're on their very final wound. And regrowth and things like uh, heroic actions to heal are going to be able to heal back even more, which is really good. Dreitcher is featuring in several of this list, several of these lists as well, which I find really, really interesting. Uh, so yeah, Oakenbrow, and uh, we did a quick uh, dump into the TSN stats organized by Ziggy and Rob. And Oakenbrow, more like broken brow, am I right? Thanks, chat. Uh, Fifty-nine percent win rate. Uh, 15% of the of the armies used, but 59% win rate. Heartwood, uh, below them, are on a 53% win rate. And I have read nothing but 4-1s for the past... 4-1s or 5-0s for the past few months from Oakenbrow lists. So, maybe something to research there for everyone else. In the 4-in-a-draw bracket, 
uh, in the four in a draw bracket, we had Alex Bruce and Nathan Watson, both with very meta lists, which we've covered on the stats centre before. You had Firesayers Vorstrog list with the Rune Father, a Rune Master, a Battlesmith, the Rune Smite, a Flamekeeper, and a Flamekeeper. So really the trick here is the double Flamekeeper. A unit, models in the Berserker unit die, they tap up the Flamekeepers so they can add plus damage. Each model that dies will add plus one onto the Flamekeeper's total. They'll add um, a bunch of damage. Oh, is this the Alex Bruce? Oh my god, I've actually interviewed this Alex Bruce. If this is Alex Bruce I'm thinking of, there can't be all loads. Uh, then this Alex Bruce, um, I've actually already done an interview with Alex on Patreon on this Fire Slayer list specifically. But you tap up the Flame Keepers, you basically top them up with murders and deaths from the Volkite Berserkers. And then you add like plus one damage or charging the opponent's charge phase. And then you've got the big unit of 15 Hearthguard Berserkers, which are just a very uh, brutal... Um, like combat unit, so they're a brawler unit, so they can survive and they can fight, uh, which is very very cool. And then Nathan Watson uh, with Gloomspite Gits, Jaws of Mork, uh, Dankhold Trogboss, Madcap Shaman, Squig Boss and Nasher Squig, Scragrot and Grinkrack. Then he's got 20 Moonclan shooters, 40 Moonclan shooters, and 30 Squig Hoppers. And then he's got some Loon Smasher fanatics in the back. Now this is quite interesting because obviously the Hoppers are going to be doing a lot of front-facing damage. Um, like they're a very strong alpha strike combat unit. The shooters, though, can bring a lot of hurt thanks to all of the different um, uh, debuffs you can apply to your opponent and buffs you can add onto the shooters. He's got a lot of shots out of that those units there. Um, and while you're dealing with those squig hoppers in your face and the loon smash of fanatics that are going to go beat you up, uh, you're also then dealing with the amount of shooting that you get in at range, which is just absolutely brilliant. So those are the five O's and the fours and draws. In the 4-1 bracket, we've got a bunch of legends. We've got William Cruishanks, uh, JJ Cropley, David Jack, Stephen Mitchell, Adam Turner, Chris Archibald, Archie, John Bayliss, Christopher Nellis, Stu West, King Solomon, uh, a bunch of the Irish lads over playing in Scotland. And we'll go through their lists now. Uh, so we had a Soblight Gravelords list with 200 zombies. Gorslav, Double Necromancer, Radikar the Wolf, Vampire Lord, and Vampire Lord. There's not really much that you need to say about this. Of course, obviously, the ability to the ability to um, uh, res those units, thanks to Gorslav, uh, and the ability to give a ward save and heal those units is also massively effective. Uh, so that's 200 zombies there. Uh, then uh, Stormcast Eternals, Karazai the Scarred, and he obviously doubles up with the six Praetors that are in this list. This is in the Hammers of Sigmar, uh, because uh, Karazai and the Praetors, the Praetors give them like, basically a three-up ward save for Karazai, and then Karazai just goes off and eats people up. Karazai's become really popular. I don't really know what's happened in the past uh, few months, but we saw a Karazai 5-0 over in the US. We saw another Karazai do really well, so this has become pretty interesting. It has... I would say that it's all been down to this Praetor points reduction. And I've got to shout out Australia, because Australia were running Praetors early on with the big dragons, Karazai or Krondis. So it's been really fun to see. So shout out to JJ for that. Uh, then we had uh, another Lumineth Realm Lords uh, castle list with 40 Sentinels. Um, we had a fun uh, Ogre Moor Tribes list with a Husk and Stonehorn, a Butcher, an Icebrow Hunter, and then four Stonehorn Beast Riders all as a monster truck army. Now, this army plays very interestingly. If anyone ever saw Giants play in 3.0, they play as like a concentrated group. So three or four Stonehorns just stood next to each other. So if you charge one, you're going to be near a couple of the others. And you don't really want to be near one Stonehorn in combat, 
let alone a couple. So that's actually very, very effective. They're fast. They count on lots as an objective. Uh, they kind of do what the Cockatrice build did, where they put a bunch of monsters on objectives, and then you end up with, like, 20. You can immediately move 20 to hold an objective into different locations very fast if they're not engaged in combat. That doesn't even include the ability to use the monstrous action to move one of them 3d6. So you could effectively cap objectives your opponent wasn't expecting, which is, in my opinion, very, very cool. We had another Helon castle, this time with double sets of wind charges instead of wardens, uh, which is really fun. Uh, we had a Beast of Chaos list in all herd. Beast Lord, Great Bray Shaman, another Great Bray Shaman, 10 best of gore, 30 best of gore. And then 10 Gore, 20 Ungore, and then 20 Ungore Raiders with a Cygore. And this is really fun. The Cygore obviously uh, doesn't shut down enemy wizards, but causes a real issue, especially with the heroic action to be able to apply D6 mortal wounds um, at range, which is very, very effective because um, the Cygore causes mortal wounds to wizards. So you can shut down enemy synergy very, very well. The 20 Ungore Raiders can shoot off board and potentially take out all sorts of units, even characters, but they definitely can clear screens, which is very effective for the 30 best of gore that can land seven inches away, but get plus two to their charges. So they could deep strike up to seven away instead of nine, get plus two to their charges so that they have five up re-rollable uh, charge. They have 60 wounds on a four up armor save with Mystic Shield and all out defense. That's gonna be a very survivable unit. Also have a five up rally. If you decide that you want to all-out defense your army, then they get plus one attack. They get extra Ren later on. Just very, very good. Very, very good army. Very, very effective. Um, and it's really fun to see uh, see play. Uh, we have another Ogre Moor Tribes list. Frostborn Stonehorn, Husguard, Firebelly, uh, and then three Stonehorns this time. So instead, just adding a cheeky little uh, Husguard on Thundertusk instead of having the four Stonehorn Beast Riders, and then some Gorgeous, which is cute. Then we've seen a, uh, a Fire Slayer list, similar situation again, where you've got the double Flame Keeper, slightly different loadout on uh, the units, instead of one 15 Hearthguard Berserker, there's two units of 10, uh, and then there's 20 Volkite Berserkers and a 10 versus a big 30. Uh, but, you know, um, it's the same sort of idea, uh, although I'm sure they play slightly differently to each other. Um, it's the same rough idea. And then finally, a Sylvaneth Heartwood list, uh, really thin on the ground wounds-wise, Alariel, Branch Witch, six Kurnoth Hunters, two times five Tree Revs, and a unit of Gossamin Archers. Gossamin Archers making it into lists a lot more than they previously were. If you're a Sylvaneth player, I definitely would pick some up. Uh, give them a try on the tabletop. They're fragile, but they're a unique playstyle. Very interesting. Don't do well into a shooting meta. So now that Sinesh and KO are in the game, they're going to struggle a lot more than they would have if you'd have played them maybe six months ago. Um, but they're very, very interesting units, and I think you could get a lot of play out of that, especially with all of the teleporting and also the speed that Alariel brings to the army. So it's a very uh, fast hit-and-run army uh, that's very engaging. Anyway, I hope everyone in Scotland had a good time. They, um, they were recording all of the top table games and posting them on a YouTube channel, um, uh, which I'm going to get reminded of in literally a moment in the chat. Um, if you want to go check them out and watch some of those games happen. Um, and a special shout out to JJ, whose birthday it was uh, at this event going 4-1 is not bad. Yeah, big shout out to him. He's one of my good... I love JJ. I think he's just a wonderful person. So um, it was a call to arms. The call to arms. <laughs> the call to arms YouTube channel. If you want to go check out those top games. Uh, and shout out to everyone in Scotland. Over in Queensland is our next event in Toowoomba. Toowoomba. We had an event called the Contest of Fools. Um, 
and it was won by Mr. Timothy McDivitt. Congratulations to him. He was running Carriage and Overlords, who currently, at time of recording, since their new book has come out, has had a 67% win rate. Are they too good? That's a great question. Okay, so uh, his allegiance is Carriage and Overlords, obviously, and he was running an Aether Navigator, an Arcanaut Admiral, um, who's got the Cunning Fleetmaster and the Celestian Burst Grenade. And then he's got the Aspect of the Champion Leadership of the Alpha, so he's able to dish out three commands once per game. He's got the Engine Master with Endrin Harness with the Tusk Helm, the Witness Me tactic. Brock Grungson and the Knight Encanter. Now, he has unfortunately taken the Flaming Weapon uh, upgrade on the Knight Encanter. You can't do that. Uh, flaming Weapon. Um, so if you take an ally, they aren't allowed to take uh, any spell uh, enhancements. Uh, picking a spell from a spell law, it's called a spell enhancement. But that's an easy mistake to make. Uh, then 10 Arcanaut Company, and then 2 units of 6 Endrin Riggers. Um, now, when you mix up the Endrin Riggers with the Endrin Master on uh, Dirigible Suit, but he hasn't got that in this list. Uh, instead, he's got the Endrin Master with Endrin Harness. But the Endrin Riggers themselves can heal about, about 4 wounds to a Sky Vessel each player turn. So over a battle round, eight wounds to a sky vessel and then he's got two frigates in his list which obviously can move over stuff do mortal wounds charge in and do mortal wounds they're much more points effective than an ironclad uh, so double frigate and then being able to heal eight wounds per turn to those frigates is pretty monstrous or 16 uh, to one which is uh, just pretty nuts so overall uh, very, very effective uh, army that's got a lot of sustain. Like, it's very unlikely to die. And then all of those things are going to be shooting from the boats, charging in, doing damage. Um, very, very effective. Easy battle tactics, a little bit more difficult on the primary, uh, but I think you're able to do that thing where uh, you effectively push a flank or you put all of your forces, uh, I think... Um, if you play a lot of Total War, it's called Combat Potential. So you put all of your points and uh, forces and resources into a singular area, clear that area and then move on uh, which is kind of nice or i guess like focus shooting is another way to describe it so shout out to timothy mcdivitt well done on doing so well for the rest of the results uh the stats website is really excellent but the to has not yet finished the round so uh, it's a little bit complicated and long-winded to work out uh who's who what the lists are and everything else so just a quick post uh, to say congratulations to the winner uh shout out to Jordy flat uh straight off from the Cancot win with 4-1 Beats of Chaos. Shout out to Zachary Lair with Carriage and Overlords. Uh, again, another KO 4-1. Uh, a special shout out to Matthew Dale in the 4-1 bracket um, with Stormcast Eternals. Patrick Carter with 4-1 with Carriage and Overlords again. Tim Bauman with Fire Slayers in the 4-1. And then Jaden Hargreaves of Maggotkin and Nurgle and Gavin Woodrow with Gloomspite Gits. So as you can see, even more Carriage and Overlords, and some Fire Slayers as well. Is the is this the Year of the Dwarf? Oh my god. Our next event is the Quest of Champions event being held in England. Uh, so it's Quest of Champions Heat 2. We had uh, 38 players playing at this event, uh, which is really exciting. Um, and it was organised by lovely Mr. Dan Buchanan, held at the wonderful Sanctuary War Games, which, for some reason, the links always send us here. Uh, podcast listeners, I'm looking at 
a um, just a suburban street road with a bunch of bungalows. But that's definitely not where it is. It's in a very great location. It's a really cool wargaming place. Anyway, in first place was Fabian Quinn. Uh, Fab's uh, doing really well again with a different army. Last time he went 5-0 at an event. It was my event, I think, actually, with a bunch of Ogre Stonehorns. Swapped it up and is running Caradron Overlords Barrack Zilfin. He's got the uh, Aether Chemist, the Arcanaut Admiral, and Brock Grungson. And then 10 Arcanaut Company and 15 Thunderers uh, inside probably an Ironclad. Two units of three Engine Riggers and also the Frigate in the list. So everything I said before uh, applies when it comes to KO. But effectively, they're a shooting Alpha Strike, very much like the Combat Alpha Strikes that we see. Um, uh, they're a, probably a low to, in this case, it's a one-drop. It's probably going to give the first turn away. Um, and then just hope for the double one into two and absolutely yeet off most of your army. We've seen 15 Thunderers be a common theme uh, in these armies as well. Uh, don't forget the engine Riggers are going to be able to heal up the Ironclad or the Frigate, so they're very survivable. Uh, if you charge at them, you're going to get shot by all the Thunderers. Um, uh, they've got a bunch of different command abilities for being able to move away, uh, which is effective as well. Um, so just a very strong shooting alpha army, which the game isn't really prepped for, and the game has never really been prepped for. Uh, we don't tend to use as many scenery rules as we could. Little reminder that there is a scenery blog on, uh, or a terrain blog on the honestwargamer.com. Uh, you go check out where you can assign keywords to different pieces of terrain. That will affect and hopefully help against uh, shooting alphas, but we don't, unlike 40k, we don't really have scenery rules to really help us stop um, uh shooting alphas and so they're very strong when they end up being strong in the meta uh but shout out to fabian for doing so well with it especially as it's a new book and then four in a draw we had the wonderful mr john dale stormcast eternals and astral templars he was running stormkeep as well so his vindicators and vanguard hunters are going to count as more on objectives kind of like old galician veterans but six praetors in a list sneaky suspicion we may see another karazai no one expected that. No one expected this to be a double Karazai weekend, but here we are. Backed up by not one, not two, not three, but count if you've got nothing to do. Four Night Vexilers. Uh, don't forget, they've got the Meteoric Standard, so they effectively pick a point on the board. D3 Mortal Wounds to everything within three or six inches. I forget which one. Um, once per battle. Do that four times. That's 4 D3 Mortal Wounds in a location and space. Then you take the Celestine Prime, Add that to the Bunker Buster strategy. He picks a point. Everything in range takes D3 Mortal Wounds. So you're doing 5 D3 Mortal Wounds to everything in AoE. And then Karazai is going to run up and eat your face. What a cool list. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, so let's look at the 4-1 bracket. We've got Phil Marshall uh, running Sinesh. Graham Betridge running... Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Tom Marshall and then uh, Martin McKenzie. Uh, all in the 4-1 bracket. Congratulations to all of them. So Phil was running the Slash list. Uh, Phil was running a Contorted Epitome, Sigval, The Mask, and a Keeper of Secrets. Then he's got three units of 10 Bliss Barb Archers, a unit of Bliss Barb Seekers, so a unit of five, and then a unit of 10 Slick Blade Seekers. So those are the in, those are the melee, melee, melee uh, cavalry that you get from the Slick Blade Seekers. So Phil's in the chat right now, and he's kind of uh, talked about some stuff. Uh, he especially likes the Keeper of Secrets doubling up with Sigval once per game. The Keeper of Secrets can make a unit fight twice. Sigval with a big charge, uh, being able to fight twice seems very good because he gets a number of attacks 
based on his charge role, which I think is really interesting. The Mask is our new assassin-style character that can deploy straight into the enemy's back lines, uh, which means uh, even armies that are a one-drop, uh, they have to worry about uh, taking the first turn to make it so that um, they can shut down the Mask and it can't kill some of their important stuff. The Couture Epitome, adding plus one to wound to D3 units to 24 inches, is incredibly powerful in my opinion. Then he's firing 75 shots from the Bliss Barb Seekers, uh, and archers the seeker shooting first makes a unit minus one to save and then the plus power archers with ren one already means that they're ren two now the important point to note is uh, he's generating lots of depravity specifically by making his opponent uh, pick out temptation dice uh, so every time he picks a unit he's just saying temptation temptation because he can choose multiple different units uh, with the with the archers the sleep blade seekers are an incredible unit especially if you're looking to kill and pick up hordes of units so if you're looking to murder some people and do some fighting uh, the bliss bar uh, sleep blade seekers are very 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 effective and then if you made them pile in attack twice with the keeper of secrets that would also be uh, very very good as well his army sub faction is pretenders uh, and yeah there's lots to talk about there the epitome with tunnel master is quite fun as well um yeah really interesting stuff uh and yeah just very good you, the problem is you're going to be giving away a lot of temptation therefore you're going to be doing a lot of depravity points which means this army right stacks up really quick um uh, being able to be minus one to hit get a five up ward save those are all very very effective and then you can start summoning uh which is just really really good uh other lists that did really well was an ogre mortrise meat fist list this is a bit embarrassing for me i've been complaining about gluttons a lot recently and this has got a blood pelt hunter a butcher and a frostle and stonehorn the blood pelt hunter has got the aspect of the champion tunnel master which is uh, when you make a normal move you can do a teleport the blood pelt hunter has got the ability to if your opponent moves near you you can move away or make a normal move uh, that means you can activate Tunnel Master and effectively teleport away. A cute, cheeky little trip. Not sure. Trick, sorry. Not sure if it's going to get FAQ, but there you go. Butcher, Frostle and Stonehorn. Uh, obviously, with Rockbane Eldar. And then one, two, three, four units of six gluttons. Giving me hope. Giving me hope with a pair of Ogre Clubs. I mean, ultimately, six uh, Ogre Gluttons is a lot of attacks. Uh, with a pair of ogre clubs and their damage too and then there's an iron blaster in this list shooting from the back of the board so um yeah i've been running a pure gluttons list and i haven't put in things like the iron blaster or the stonehorn i think stonehorn's fairly mandatory in a um ogre army but just congratulations absolutely great work really really good stuff there uh then uh we have uh phil's brother actually tom i think i've got that right let's just triple check uh, yeah, Tom. Uh, running Slaves to Darkness, leading the First Prince. Got Bellacor, uh, in my opinion, the uh, current best unit in Age of Sigmar. Uh, absolutely the best unit because it shuts down all the Death Stars that we're seeing. So, Bellacor, best unit in the game, in my opinion. Chaos Sorcerer Lord, uh, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, nine Corvus Cabal, five Chaos Marauder Horsemen, and then ten Chaos Knights with the Mark of Nurgle, and ten Chaos Chosen in Undivided. And then there's a War Shrine with the Mark of Sinesh. Don't forget, you can uh, give that Chaos Chosen unit the Mark of Sinesh for a turn, uh, meaning that they can benefit from uh, some of those Sinesh um, uh, buffs coming from the War Shrine. And then the Soul Screen Bridge to teleport a unit over, um, and make it so that they can have like a 3d6 charge um, uh, on those Chaos Chosen doing a big charge in. And then finally, uh, a Sons of Behemoth list did really well. And it had three War Stompers in its list. It had two Man Crushers and it had Big Grick's Cruel Shots as allies. So this is a Regiment of Renown with two units of three Man Skewer Bolt Boys. 
Our next event is the Neapolis GT, being held in Italy, uh, organised by Giosa Mormone. I've absolutely nailed that. I'd just like you to know. Uh, we had, in first place, we had Vincenzo Naka. Uh, second place with Tommaso Mariana. Luca Quinale in third place. And Stefano Eposti Moccarino in fourth. And then in fifth place, Ricardo Mario Vio. All of them four ones and not a single one of them five oh. Uh, so we're going to read through their list now, but congratulations to all of them. <laughs> we had Ogamore Tribes bold ahead, uh, Frostlord and Stonehorn with Slaughtermaster, and then one, two, three Stonehorn Beast Riders, Mournfang Pack, and Iron Blaster. So these are all going to be, in, uh, as I've said, bold ahead. I mean, there's more wounds on the monsters, they're more effective. I've said this already, Ogre's still coming in strong at this weekend. Then Gits, Jaws and Mork, Cave Shaman, Squig Boss, Scragrot, Mooncan Stabbers, 36 Squig Herd, 10 Squig Hoppers, 30 Squig Hoppers, a Sneaky Snufflers, Gobblepalooza. We've seen a lot more of the Jaws of Mork do really well than we are, let's say, Trolls or Spiders. Um, that seems to make a lot of sense. Uh, those Squig Hoppers, again, that very strong first turn alpha. The speed is very effective. Squig Herd running in, doing a bunch of damage. Uh, so congratulations to them. Um, we have Sons of Behemoth again. Again. Uh, in the game, uh, the Kraken Eater, War Stomper, War Stomper, War Stomper, uh, and then another Man Crusher. Uh, so two wars, three War Stompers, a Kraken Eater, and a Man Crusher. Um, absolutely fantastic to see. That's another 4-1 with Gargant. So they're doing much better than we originally uh, gave them credit for. And then Sylvaneth with another 4-1 this weekend. Warsong Rev, all in Heartwood. Battle Mage for the buy, Battle Mage Spice Swarm Hive. Might as well buy the, Might as well sell them as a bundle. Games Workshop. Uh, six Colonel Hunters with Scythes for charging in, doing damage, and then a unit of Tree Revenants, some Dryads, two lots of Dryads by the way. Dryads making it more into lists than we've ever seen before. Love that. Absolutely love that. And then a unit of six Spite Rider Lancers. Shout out to everyone in Italy. But ciao for now. Right. So, our next event is the Broken Ranks Q1 Illinois GT, uh, organized by Jake Catchy Muir uh, in Illinois. Um, and it was being held at the game store here in Roselle, Illinois, right next to Adamo's Pizza. It's got a 4 out of 5 rating uh, on uh, TripAdvisor. However, Bill's Diner, apparently no customers have ever been, which is quite interesting. So, shout out to Bill's Diner. Hope they're doing well. So the event had 18, no, 22 players playing. Uh, and it was won by Joey Trisenberg. Trisenberg. Uh, with his Sylvaneth list. And it's a pretty exciting Sylvaneth list as well. It's Naru, but he had Spirit of Durthu, which you see quite often. And then a Lady of Vines, which you never see. But if you get the spell off, you're going to get a 5 up ward save to everyone around you. And then a Lariel. In the list as well. A unit of dryads, a unit of dryads, a unit of tree revs, chronomantic cogs, which makes a lot more sense uh, having chronomantic cogs available for Lady of Vines and a Lariel, to be honest, um, which I quite like, but 70 points in there. And then the Spite Swarm Hive. Uh, dryads uh, for screening and then the tree revs. Uh, the dryads obviously can move around with the Lady of Vines and also Lady of Vines can summon a unit of dryads as well. So quite an interesting, quite an interesting army. I'm just going to say that you don't normally see armies like this do particularly well, but you can see the combinations working quite nicely. I really like it. In the 4-1 bracket, we've got two people, Cody Coburn and Rich Collis. 
So our Lumineth Realm Lords army was a Helon list, but it was absolutely not the Helon Castle. We had a Scenari Cathalar, a Lawseeker, Severith, a Win and a Wind Mage, and another Wind Mage, two of them. Yes, there was a unit of 10 Sentinels, but then there was a unit of 5 Wind Chargers, another unit of 10 Wind Chargers, another unit of 5 Wind Chargers, uh, a unit of Wardens, and a unit of Blade Lords, which is pretty wild. Uh, Rune of Petrification and the uh, Sanctum of Amniotok, and the final unit was a Starshard Ballista. Um, so absolutely uh, like different to stuff we've ever seen before. Still a lot of shots coming out of the Wind Chargers, and if you still get within 6 inches, you do get to do double shots, which is quite interesting, and the wind charges are very, very fast. Um, so yeah, really fun uh, army to see here, and quite different. And then we had uh, another, oh, I don't seem to have got it, another Sylvaneth list uh, go for one. So we had Heartwood, and we had a Warsong Rev, a Lariel, Dryads, Colonel Thunders with Scythes, Unit 6, and some Tree Revs uh, in there as well. So again, a Lariel featuring three times this week already on four ones. Uh, which is, I honestly think, very, very exciting for Sylvaneth players. Our next event takes us to rural Canada for the False Alarm GT. And it was organized by Dayton Obrey. And it was won by Dayton Obrey, which is an interesting part of Team Canada. <laughs> why, why is it a photo? His list is a photo of a list. Um, he has got a Bloodlord's Corn army, so this will be using the new book. Uh, the leaders are a Herald of Corn on Blood Throne, a Bloodmaster, a Bloodmaster, and another Bloodmaster. One of his Bloodmasters, a Herald of Corn, has got the Tunnel Master in there as well. 20 Blood Letters, 20 Blood Letters, and 10 Blood Letters. Don't forget, they're two wounds each now. Uh, and then he's got the Claws of Karnak, some Flesh Hounds, and a unit of Blood Crushers. One Skull Cannon, the Hex Gorgeous Skulls, and the Bleeding Icon. So when we did the review of Korn, uh, Dayton was actually in the chat. He was talking about this a lot. He really thinks that the um, the ability to res and heal Blood Letters coming out of this army, especially if you're in Blood Lords, so you're able to put D3 back into each unit, uh, and you've also got the ability to put D6 in uh, thanks to the uh, Bloodmaster, pretty certain or no, the herald of corn on blood throne actually uh but then you also that excludes also being able to use rally uh which is um pretty pretty impressive so that's a lot a lot of healing coming back into this army and then the blood letters are going to go out and do a lot of fighting and a lot of damage as well uh skull cannon for some shooting for sniping some stuff uh hex culture skulls for shutting down some magic as well so really really interesting um the rest of the players we had carl ong uh from the tough crowd uh probably one of the um uh least successful uh, canadian players uh both 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 in uh popularity and looks um and he was running carriage overlords from barrack nar uh, he had uh, an Arcanaut Admiral, Brock Grungson, an Engine Master, an Aether Navigator, and an Aether Chemist. Then 10 Arcanaut Company, 15 Thunderers, 9 Engine Riggers, and an Ironclad. So those 9 Engine Riggers um, uh, being able to heal uh, a huge amount of wounds to the Ironclad makes the Ironclad probably close to unkillable. Uh, and then the Thunderer is shooting out of, out of it for a strong um, strong first turn uh like alpha strike if it gets the opportunity to do so uh and then uh we had cole windsor from the grudge bearers good old cole with the sapples zinch guild of summoners uh so cole uh, cole is probably a genius he was running a cursing with the eyes inch magister kairos fluxmaster gaunt summoner ogre thermitage uh 
some Carrix, some Carrix, and some Pink Horrors. Uh, with a Chronomantic Cogs, Demonic Simulacrum, and a Burning Sigil of Zinch. Woo! Burning Sigil of Zinch. Um, uh, so, uh, he's obviously able to summon Lords of Change, add them into his army um, uh, with this, and it's a summoning build. Uh, yes, of course. And then if uh, if Dayton was able to use his Corn army to play against Cole in the final game, then that would be really tough for Cole because obviously Corn have got such strong powerful anti-magic anyway i think it's probably unlikely any of the listeners around the world are ever going to get to rural canada but if you get the opportunity to go uh, go to dayton's one of my good friends i'm lucky enough to to know uh, to, to call him one of my friends and he his partner nicole are real hobby goals relationship goals is what they are um because they're just sweeties and cuties so if you get the chance to go up there carl will probably be there but you could just fucking throw him in the sea or something fuck carl uh, and then go check him out that'd be cool our final event is the AOS OGR Kube event. Now, we actually don't know where this was hosted. It's been hosted on the Exxon website, which means I feel like it was in Sweden. But we don't know. Uh, but here it is anyway. Uh, so we're only going to look in the first place. We're going to look at Jan Tomek, running Beast of Chaos. He has a Doom Ball, a Great Bray Shaman, another Great Bray Shaman. Then he's got six Ball Gore, three Ball Gore. Three, two units of three Morgite Chaos Spawn. Don't forget they break into individual ones and move up the board. A Cockatrice and another Cockatrice. A Gorgon and a Chaos Gargan. And there's so much to break down about how this army plays. That's why I think it's one of the best books in the game right now. Chaos Gargan reducing saves down by one. Uh, the Morgite Chaos Spawn breaking out into individual ones and doing a load of shooting. The Cockatrice is making it so opponents' units only hit on sixes. The Bulgors going in and doing absolutely massive damage the great bray shaman either moving units off board or doing mortal wounds off board and then the doom ball uh, landing um and then uh making and then charging in your opponent's face like just crazy stuff crazy stuff um just very very fun in my personal opinion i uh, had a lovely time uh reading this list and i just love the beast of chaos book i think it's great so that's it for this week. Now, there were a couple of other events. There were events that used some like heavy soft scores. Uh, so people, um, uh, we didn't track that information and it wasn't put onto like any other website. So a shout out to anyone else playing at any other events around the world. What do we make of the meta in Age of Sigmar right now? Let me tell you, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. There's so many different lists, so many new army books. We've got two new army books coming out soon. We've started to just see KO, dominate games silver death are making a rise karazai's in there all the time i don't know what's happening haven't seen much seraphon obviously um haven't seen much nighthorn this week doesn't mean we didn't see some last week as well um but karazai being uh, in loads of different lists is nuts loads of silver death really really interesting start to see corn on the table start to see Sinesh on the table people really learning how that's going and what they're going to do against that there's some interesting um, uh, like tic-tac-toe kind of like rock, paper, scissors mechanics for all these different armies and how they play. People still using GHB, people finding fun little combos like the Tusk Helm, whether or not it's legal or not. People finding little combos with things like um, uh, the Blood Pelt Hunter and uh, the Tunnel Master, really interesting as well. So many fun, engaging little aspects of the game right now. It's electric. Like, you probably, in you know, in a month's time, you could go to an event and there'll be seven new army books in play at those events that's wild absolutely wild and we're only a couple of months into this ghb so in no way is the game solved honestly probably one of the best times to be playing age sigma at the minute in my personal opinion uh, there's so much going on so much happening uh, there's so many sure there might be some like 
caught-out moments where you don't really know how a new army plays, and maybe some of those event results are based on that. But right now, it looks like it's really fun. It looks like it's very engaging. And even the armies that we've seen being played a lot are being played very differently. Sylvaneth is definitely my example from this week. We saw Alariel, Durthu, and a Lady of Vines in one list. Uh, we saw uh, all Tree Lords in another list. Uh, really interesting stuff. So it looks like a really fun time. If you'd like to go and check out the stats in more detail, you can obviously go onto the OnsWarGamer.com uh, and you can go check out the stats done by Ziggy and Rob. Uh, they're a powerhouse uh, pair of human beings who create an incredible dashboard of stats and information that you can go and check out anytime, as you can see here. And it's super worth checking out. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm powered by the Twitch chat because they're hilarious and we have a great time doing this. And we do this show every Monday if you want to come and check it out. I please do encourage you to do so. Um, and don't forget, Age of Sigma, man, it's like jazz. <laughs>